0: thanks for listening to this word in your ear podcast if you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad free priority booking for our live events and to take part in our weekly quiz go to patreon.com/word
1: in your ear for more details hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank You're listening to a podcast from the Word.
0: We're wow. recording in progress. We Good are. Morning. Good Got morning. Rid of the little Good reminder. Morning. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's this book, Long Players Writers on the Albums That Shape Them, edited by Tom Gatty. First appeared in the New Statesman as a feature. You're in this, Mark Ellen. <laughs> and you're in this. <laughs> absolutely. It's good. I thought it was good actually. I I'm, I'm in this slightly more than you are. Yeah, you are. You're, you're quoted heavily in his introduction. And, uh, more than once. I fact. just I just say that the feeling of being quoted is always a slightly kind of it is an odd feeling. You think, yeah. Oh god, your name appears in a sentence. You think, Oh my god, what did I say? And then somebody quotes you, it's just a, it's a strange feeling um i'm the rock writer yeah, I'm rock, the rock writer rock, david Hepworth. rock writer <laughs> yeah. i i on a radio program so who we say we're going to introduce, introduce you as rock critic i said can you can you find the last example of when i criticized any rock please you <laughs> know? Can I, also, I, also being a rock critic, there's something about being a rock critic, of a rock critic, it's rather kind of lowers the, you know, the sun seems to be <laughs> setting slightly, don't you think? The clouds are a bit lower. <laughs> yes, the absolutely. The ceilings come down a few yes, inches. So the birds Isn't are going bodies. to be in the corner going, oh, I think you're fine. The birds were considerably better than the <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, small, yeah. small children stop smiling. You can't <laughs> hear, right. you can't hear <laughs> laughter in the streets. There are no longer dogs chasing strings of sausages, hanging off butcher's bicycles. Bunting All the fun of life has gone and suddenly <laughs> it's been replaced by a bloody Velvet Underground record. Oh, for Christ's sake, give it. <laughs> Honestly. Have rock critics increased the sum of human happiness or have they reduced it? They have reduced it, Miller. They Millard. probably have reduced really- <laughs> it. Like but, but anyway. What, what did you write about in here? Remind. I wrote about the B-52s. Oh, of course. It's not what I, I'm not very good at finding those records that shaped my life or <laughs> changed my life. I don't think my life has ever been shaped or changed by didn't a record. I say that, actually, to be fair. I well, no, no ever... Jay, the, the thing, the, the, the record, oh, the oh, thing oh, is it's current. called Writers on Albums That Shaped Them. Fair enough. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I wasn't shaped by the B-52s' first album in 1979, but I just loved it. You and just, I wrote about you it just, just Fancied, and I wasn't. fancied one of the three too. Yeah. Fre- Fred, <laughs> Fred. <laughs> <laughs> it was Cindy, wasn't it? Cindy Wilson. Yeah, yeah. no, I thought they were great. Actually. I did. I, I remember going to see them, being absolutely catchy. And It's a fantastic record. It's sort of science fiction and it's kind of synthesized pop music, and they look brilliant. And their clothes are funny. I don't know. I've got very happy memories of that time. Right, but right. you did. Well, I, I do the Randy Newman. I great. tell you, because yeah. it, it. Um, Here's this record, and I, and I happened to be able to uh, uh, to piece together when and where I bought this record, which actually I can do with quite a lot of records, but this one, it's quite, I thought it was just one of those things where Kate Mossman, you know, it was a record of the New Statesman asked me to do that, asked me and a load of other people to do it. You know, it's a record that, you know, kind of figured in your life or you've had for a long time, means a lot to you or whatever. And that just came to my mind because I, I could remember the circumstances. I think it's June the 4th or something like that, 1972. You actually mentioned it, not you? I, I, Did I you do. Have you the got the, I got it was something actual, like that. You've probably got a thing date. in front of you. I'll tell yeah. you why I remember it, because um, my then-girlfriend, now-wife, the current, the, the present Mrs <laughs> Hepburn. <president>, Mrs. Hepworth. <laughs> 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 and uh And well, I, we went to see the Jay Giles Band, at Midnight Court at the Lyceum. Do you remember those late night gigs? God, I do. I don't know why they did the them so room, late. The ballroom roof opened to the stars. Well, yeah, possibly. 1st of July, 1972. By uh, okay, 72. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a huge fan of the Jay Giles band and uh, we went to see them. And do you know who was supporting them? Brewer's Droop, Mark. We oh, were only well, talking about the other week. I mean, I was quite like, Ron yeah, Watts and Brewer's into, Droop. Yeah, they turned into Bad Habit, didn't they? Was it oh, good Habit? Good Habit? No, yes. no, that was different. Oh, no, Brewer's Droop, yes. Brewer's Droop. Was Ron American. Watts. No, Ron, Ron Watts. who used yeah, to run yeah. the uh, the pub in High Wycombe. What's the pub called in High Wycombe? I can't remember. Nags Head. It could be. And uh, it's it K- a Cajun pub yeah. rock band. I, I always liked them. Anyway, Jay Giles Band. It was sensational, but it was very late at night, you know. Although we were young in those days, and so we came out of the Lyceum about two thirty in the morning, and uh, we went and found the only place in London where you could get something to eat in the middle of the night, which is an all-night wimpy bar of in course. Old Compton Street, which you can imagine—that's what it was, you know. It was it was a wimpy, and it was a. a, a Lukewarm cup of tea, <laughs> so it always was in those days. And then we walked all the way to King's Cross Station, which was closed, and we waited for the first suburban train to go back up to Palmer's Green, where she was living at the time. And, you know, it, I can remember it so clearly, you know, how, how what a sleepy city London was in those days, you know, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Anyway, we got back to Palmer's Green. We went to her her flat and then um, there used to be a record shop in Palmer's Green called Opus and I used to go in there all the time and I went in there and there was Randy Newman's Sail Away just come out. And I kind of I knew Randy Newman's songs through other people's versions, but I, you know, I never really heard him that much in, in, himself. Anyway, I remember I bought it, and we took it back to her flat, and we sat and listened to it. And if I'm honest, I thought it was a bit dry at the time. Actually, I thought this doesn't this doesn't give a lot as a record. But anyway, over the years, I kind of returned to it again and again. And it, and what's interesting to me is what endures with records is very often that very quality of dryness. It's the, the less production there is, very often the better. We were talking about recently we're talking about Bob Dylan, un- we're about John, Wesley- John Wesley Harding. Harding. Exactly uh, the same. It's very, so lean, isn't it? Oh, that, that's oh. what makes it last. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's dated. You know, it's no. production that you can date things. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Production. And, and also the great thing about Randy Newman is that he's the he's the kind of poet of the unworthy thought. Which is what I've always loved about him, you know, that <laughs> that Ron, Randy Newman writes what your heart thinks, yeah. you know, n- not necessarily what your brain likes to think, and I, you know, I like to feel I rounded out this little piece about, sa- <laughs> about sail, about sailor by saying that the girlfriend and I are now grandparents, you know, and as we push the the babies in the park, we sing to ourselves that that little line from Memo to My Son, which is on this. Uh, on this record, which goes, uh, "Wait till you learn how to talk, baby. I'll show you how smart I am." <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is just, I, I just thought, "Absolutely, this is a beautiful little vignette." I just wrote it quickly, banged it out. You know, appears in the New Statesman. Everybody kind of happy, and then years later, they say, "We want to put this in a book." Fine, can I use it? Yeah, fine. Then you got the problem. You have got book publishers involved, and book publishers are terrified of quoting lyrics without permission. Because they think they're going to get charged. Oh, and then someone's going to stop the presses oh, just as they're about to roll. Because so, then uh, so basically I had to rewrite the end of it so that I kind of paraphrase those lines from the you know, from the song, which is a shame you have to do that, really, it is. isn't it? You know, and let's uh, be honest, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't notice, and even if they did, they wouldn't care. Well, here's the golden rule about dealing with publishers and record companies and legal departments – never ask for permission, always ask for forgiveness. You know, because yeah. p- permission, you'll never get it. Because, you know, there's somebody's job is just to say no. That, that's Well, what all those asked. times on music magazines, they used to ring up our lawyers and say, should I run this? And they'd always say, take it out. Yeah, They say take it out because why not? Because it protects them because absolutely. they said leave it in and it went wrong. It's, then it's, be it's a never start. a wrong answer, is it? I know, it you know? I know. So who else is in this book alongside rock writer has, David Hepburn? David Hepworth, exactly. David Allen and Mark Hepworth. Yeah, there's Suzanne Moore, Kate Mossman and Will Self and Lionel Shriver, Neil Tennant, uh, all sorts of people. There's, uh, I mean, it's not just critics, really. It's mostly writers, novelist David Mitchell. I, I was reminded by how much I loved Clive James. Clive James talks about the album Ellington at Newport yeah, yeah. In 1956, and he was just a massive jazz head. And I love his, I love the way he writes. He said, like, I personally tested this to destruction on my carriergram. I played it to death. And he talks about this. There's a live recording from 1956 uh, Newport Jazz Festival, at which Duke's band tore the whole district to pieces. I, I just used to love him, you know. And, 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 and I remember him saying once that, uh, you know, talking about f- phraseology, he was saying, uh, All I can do is turn a phrase until it catches the light.
1: Some yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: And you yeah, can still quote loads of them, you know, uh, on Arnold Schwarzenegger. His body, he has a body like a condom full of walnuts. Absolutely. Hey, hey, I, I, I'm going to go further. I'm going to go further. Doesn't he say it glistens like a condom full of walnuts? Oh, maybe it is glistens. I think, <laughs> which is better. <laughs> the idea it catches the light again. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's better. It was oh, a lovely one when he was writing about Rod Stewart in 1979. Rod Stewart used to wear those kind of ludicrous uh, striped trousers, and he said he was he described as hopping about like a bifurcated <laughs> like marrow. It's so good. <laughs> Hop, hopping oh, about is such a great absolutely. phrase. It's so sort of demeaning, you know. Oh, God. And all this philosophical stuff. You say a life without fame can be a good life, but fame without a life at all—a life is no life at all. Oh, Fiction yeah. is life with the dull taken out. He's brilliant. He wrote a wonderful thing once about how, how he's never forgiven C.S. Lewis for going on long walks with Tolkien, <laughs> for not strangling him. In fact, for, for, for not strangling each other, which would have <laughs> saved everybody from hundreds of pages dripping with the wizardly wisdom of Gandalf and from the kind of movie in which Orlando Bloom defiantly flexes his intelligent jaw and thousands of computer-generated orcs. You know, and it's, it's a lovely idea, you know. But it did strike me that... Um, are there any critics who still have that kind of sway anymore? You know, you remember Anthony Lane would put out a film review, and you just... You'd well, I I'll read. An- I do read Anthony Lane's film reviews for pleasure. Yeah, because uh, he's a fabulous writer and uh, you know very thoughtful. I don't then think, oh, I must go and see that film or anything yeah. like that. I just, I just read it on its own as a pleasure, you know. So I, I tend to. You know, I tend to like the, the, the really writerly ones who whose who's writing you enjoy. Yeah. Rather than somebody quickly telling me when whether centers worth seeing or reading or whatever. Because I, I, find, I find increasingly I tend to get those kind of tips from social media. I I do entirely. I mean, it was such a long time ago, thinking of, kind of Nick Kent writing about Marquis Moon, e. Moon. It was nearly 50 years ago now, but that's one of those occasions where you hadn't heard the record, and he had, and he thought, well, I'm going to run out and buy it on the strength of his opinion, you know. But now I don't think any of that kind of affects me at all. All the stuff that I've been watching through through lockdown, you know, um, Tiger King and the Queen's Gambit and Unorthodox and Call My Agent and all those things, and... I'm soon going to be watching Gods of Snooker because everyone says it's so good. You know that's entirely been social media and apparently it's great and uh, it's been social media Do and it
1: yourself well, it really,
0: it's great. Yeah, you know, no. I'm convincing myself. I know, <laughs> but that's also just mates, isn't it? Mates whose opinions you trust. You know, it. that's what it's about. If somebody says somebody who you who you like and you've got the same kind of taste says, "Listen to this or watch this," you do. Yeah, yeah. And also, it, there's no there's no compulsion to see everything at the same time anymore. The whole thing used to be, you've got to make a decision now because this record or this film will only be here for a short period of time, and you've got to get out there quick. I'm not bothered anymore. <laughs> no, no, nothing's no, going to go away, you know. No, no, that's true. That's true. So the uh, the Friend Reunion, Yeah, I, I caught up with some of it th- this morning. I, I quite enjoyed it, actually, in an odd way. I watched it, all the... Have you watched it? or just? I've just watched all the available stuff because I just couldn't get around to paying for it. But did you watch the whole thing? Oh, I haven't watched the whole thing, no. But I, I, got, I got a flavour of it, you know, yeah. with them. With them all very, you know, theatrically, cinematically arriving on the set individually, you know, stepping into the huge, great soundstage to see the old, to see the old set, you know, uh, uh, recreated. Um, There's some good know. bits, some very good bits. The bit about very cleverly positioned kind of news bombshell that uh, David Schwimmer and uh, Jennifer Aniston fancied each other. We're having a kind of on-off kind of romance, weren't they? I thought that was this good news story. Yeah, was a really there's one really funny line when she gets to Jennifer Aniston and looks at the set and says, "Has it got smaller or we can't have got any bigger, can we?" And Matt LeBlanc goes, "Speak for yourself." Yeah, so like now now looks like a kind of uh, you know barn door. Well, well, no, well, yeah, he looks like not an actor, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. yeah, or he looks like somebody who's transitioned to character part rather yes. than you know kind of the young hunk. Yeah. Um, I was watching the bit this morning where they remembered meeting each other and uh, and they remember meeting each other at the table read for the first for the first one. And Jennifer Aniston could remember exactly what the other women were wearing, but couldn't remember what the blokes are wearing. And brilliant to prove, bear out once more my theory which I've expounded quite recently on this podcast, that if a female of the species has to describe an item of clothing, she will draw it upon her body. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston does that exactly without thinking. She goes, Courtney was wearing a little T-shirt like this, and it had flowers and so forth. Yeah, yeah. She gestures. And I thought, cry out loud, that's Jennifer Aniston doing that high-profile actress in an incredibly high-profile TV program, and she doesn't know she's doing it. It proves my point. Other interesting fact, do you know what the piece of music is that introduces the Friends Reunion? Highly rated TV program of 2021 major event. I thought it's not a thing. It's guitar instrumental. I thought, I know this. What's this? Who was this? Leo Cocky or something? And then it came to me. Introducing the Friends Reunion is Embryonic Journey by the Jefferson a- Airplane from 1967. Wow. Uh, is it? Are they, it's probably Why on was Surreal that chosen? One. Interesting. Somebody just likes it, obviously. It you know, just yeah. kind of fitted in there. Um, but, you know, what's the best line in the history of Friends that struck me, Mark? Okay, I mean, that's a good one. Well, I... I ooh, go on. There's shall there's shall a, I tell you mine? Oh, well, I can on. only think of those kind of Chandler phrases where, uh, can this martini be any drier? You know, that's when he gets oh, a tiny that. little... My, my favourite is the one where, and I can't remember who the third party is in this, where Rachel gets jealous that Monica's got another female friend. Oh, I remember that, yes. And, uh, and, and they she go said, shopping. And she says to her, and she's just trying to get, get to the... Get to how far this friendship is, how far it's gone. And she says, you didn't go shopping with her, did you? And she goes, yes, tense. Then she goes, you didn't go to Bloomingdale's, did you? And she clutches her throat at this point, like, you didn't go to Bloomingdale's, did you? Uh, And Monica goes, yes, but only once. And I was thinking of you all the time. Thinking of you all the time. (laughs)
2: That's just absolutely brilliant. (laughs) That is such a clever line,
0: Uh, uh, isn't it? And that—that's the kind of—I mean—it's just kind of wispy stuff like that, you know, that really sticks with me. Uh, You know, when I when I go and watch it, because I haven't watched it for ages, actually. And, uh, no, that's a brilliant understanding of the of, of, the, of the female sensibility. Uh, completely, fantastic. and uh, yeah. uh, and also it turns round the kind of male standard male excuse for infidelity into yeah, yeah, something female. Yeah. And uh, but it struck me they're never they're never going to make another television program like that at all, are they? The
1: word podcast: prime cuts of popular culture served fresh each week.
0: We interrupt this podcast for a game of what we're what we're calling Stamp Waddy. Okay, <laughs> I can't remember how this came up. I tell you how it came rock up because stars I got who are on are on post, Oh what! I got this.
1: Oh look
0: at that! Oh, no. There we are. Which is my Paul McCartney stamps and postcards. There oh, we go. What? I know. Which is pathetic. I so what like. are, are all those? Are they solo records? Is that, they, that solo records? Yeah, they are. Oh, they're. Ram, so pretty. the first one, Venus and Mars. I mean, they're lovely. So they're if great. I went to a post office, could I buy them? Yeah, you can buy them. I just thought, I just to make oh, absolutely okay. sure, I got me a set of postcards too, you see. Look, they are pretty nice. But I just thought I'd order them online, which I did too. And, I, and it, it just made me think, who's been on... Shall I tell you if I know? Right, Ross, people have been stamps. on uh, stamps. Yes, go on. They are. I think the Beatles... And yeah. then John Lennon in 1988, then there was Elton John, then there was Queen, then there was the Floyd, but not the Floyd as in pictures of the members of the Floyd, you know. Yeah, well, that's but, fair enough. No, they're just <laughs> their album sleeves. And yeah, then Paul yeah. McCartney. And then there was an album covers series in 2010, Power Corruption and Lies, London Calling, Led Zeppelin IV, etc., etc., and that's kind of about it. And it made me think you know who's next. Well, according to I've got a list here. And I'm going to Go I'm going to test you. You know, has David Bowie been on a postage stamp? No, he hasn't. Yes, he has a Oh, okay. To. Has he? Well, according to Wikipedia, no, has All right, I'm wrong. Okay, has Les Dawson been on a postage stamp? I'm sure he has. He has been I'm on absolutely postage sure. National Treasure. Oh, absolutely. Has Peter Cook been on? The yes, he stamp? has. I know. Yeah, that for okay. A fact. Very, very good. Um, all right. Rich Dimbleby. Has he been on the postage stamp? Can't have been, Richard. Dimbleby. Yes, he was on the postage how stamp. How did that happen? 2013. I don't know. I don't know. How I've got one for you, Bradley Wiggins. Uh, must have been. He has. Yeah. Well, they're Well, they're kind of yeah. a, Olympic gold medalists. They probably yeah. They. They did a whole. Um,
1: Whole set of them,
0: surely Alfred Hitchcock. He has has. okay. Prince Harry has. I see. I see from my list here. Uh, Fred Perry. Um, Has Peter Sellers ever been on a postage stamp? God, you'd think he should have been. Well, he has, according to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and uh, Sir Walter Scott, obviously. uh, Ralph Vaughan Williams on a postage stamp must have been. Billy Wright. Not um, more uh, there's a long list here anyway so um there are no prizes there but i'm going to go and get some of those Paul McCartney oh, stamps i like the look of those but i'm i'm thinking who are who are the next contenders in the yes. rock and roll pop pantheon yeah yeah because it can't be you know your Ed Sheeran's and your Adele's have not been around long enough there's something not quite right about the Who. I don't know if they appeared now. Oh, then mu- You see, no, the Who. Are, I would have thought are ripe to be on a postage stamp. Um well, just out of the blue, the be of NBA, of
1: NBA,
0: Well, because you know Heinz, they recently did. Um, they did a, a special Heinz can of Heinz baked beans. Oh, they did. To, That's to, right. To um, to remember Roger Daltrey yeah. in the in the bath full of beans yeah, on the yeah. cover of Who Sell Out. So I imagine the who, I'll tell you who I'm thinking, surely, ought to be in a stamp, but I, yeah, I'm not saying this because I'm a fan or anything like that, but surely Oasis, you would have thought. They're a big UK band, aren't they? Uh, big UK uh, band. A lot of Union Jacks were involved at one point, and weren't they? They, and they also, look good. they also, also uniquely British. Something Noel really would British love about. it, wouldn't he? He'd, He'd love, love it. to be on the postage stamp. He'd love it. Okay, other contenders, I think, Pet Shop Boys are getting there. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> I think good. Pet Shop Boys are moving that's into good. National Treasure uh, No, Oh, very good. And i tell you another two that I think are absolutely... It's got to happen. One is madness oh yes, yes, yes everybody loves madness they look yeah. fabulous don't they everyone's got a favorite member of madness etc and kate bush kate bush shy. yeah no surely surely kate bush, you either love kate bush or you just generally approve of the idea No, they do that. yeah absolutely i think those are good suggestions i think pet shop is a really good yeah people love them when neil they so would great. love the idea of being he on would. the stamp
1: he would
0: who wouldn't, for goodness sake? But, but there's, there's various also... ones on the edge, I think. The Jam Smith on the edge, very good. On the edge, yeah, uh, yeah. see what you did there. <laughs> uh, that's very good. No, but you I said th- the Jam, yes, possibly. Yeah, the Smiths. Uh, uh, I don't know. No, 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 no probably not now. You have some objection to the post, the glue is wrong, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> 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 It, 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 it is the means by which you know uh, final demands are sent or uh, you know, eviction orders no 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 i will not i will not have anything to do with that that's right because i am too pure return to sender yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry
0: No, those no, are good. Uh, is it's possible. Kylie, yeah, yeah. but she's not British, of course. Kylie, no, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know, Commonwealth. Can she's you get impossible. away with that? Yeah, probably There's probably, I was probably a stamp for Dame Kiri Takanoa. So why, yeah. couldn't, there why couldn't there be one for Dame Kylie Minogue? For goodness sake. But it's funny, uh, isn't it? Because there's certain people who fit and don't fit. It's like Rod Stewart. I'm not sure if Kylie fits somehow. I don't know why. But you've got to be kind of generally adored and approved of and, and not too badly the stones. You, the stones. The I, stones. I don't think there's ever been a stone stamp. I no, it could not see be. a tell you, i, I, I tell you, a Rod can't. Stewart stamp, you would always <coughs> kind of suspect that it was a bit hooky and that the yeah. postman wasn't going to deliver it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, would help, it would help me proper currency. And a Rod would be having a nice little earner out of it somewhere. He'd be trousering like, a wedge. <laughs> Wouldn't he, he would be, be a nice little drink in it for him? Yeah. So so if you've got any suggestions as to uh, who ought to be on a stamp, please send us a postcard.
1: This is a junction in the Word podcast. It separates that bit from this next bit.
0: So here we are. Alex Gold has come out of the back room to join us in the front. <laughs> He's come with the grown-ups. He's coming to the main room you've been allowed out. Alex, how are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah,
2: I'm fine.
0: You're on <laughs> your best behaviour. No swearing. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, his T-shirt. We like, yeah. to think, we like to think on this podcast we bring you, you know, our definitive judgement on the on the issues that divide us. You Indeed. Know, as a society. Uh, and uh, to that end, we thought we should just finally work out who's best, Britney Spears or Taylor Swift. And Mark Allen and I—I I think we got our. We heads know together. the answer. We know so the answer. We, we're absolutely confident. We know the answer. Yeah. Um, We've got a feeling that your your answer will actually be. Um be the opposite. So, <laughs> yeah. a, a free and frank exchange of views. May so shall, well shall, shall we just tell him our, what we think first of all? What our answer is? Please do. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Indulge well, Just write this down, Alex. You know, so you don't forget it. The <laughs> answer is the answer is Britney Spears. You know, cause it's a, it's as simple as that. For goodness' sake, she's a kind of she's a genuine, fascinating pop phenomenon. You know, I mean, you, can, Completely. You, you can spend years thinking about Britney Spears. You can't spend very long thinking about Taylor Swift. Also, no. the thing about Britney Spears is you get the impression that actually it was a lot of people recognizing her talent and pushing her along, her mum driving her along to join the School of Performing Arts and all that, you know, rather than her being fiercely ambitious. It's almost as if it all happened by mistake, you know. And I love the fact that she's so fallible, isn't she, Dave? She does. Oh, very fallible. Go wrong. Absolutely. She, you know, Jan. She, she snogged Madonna on the MTV. Well, she married a bloke at one point for fifty-five hours. Excellent. <laughs> that's what we want. I think that's excellent. I think she's she's just, you know, think, it's it, yeah, it's real life, isn't it? Real so life. yeah, I just it read. Wrong. I just read here that uh, we can look forward to soon. There's going to be um, a, a a musical called uh, What's it going to called? Once upon a one more time. Which it sees um, new musical sees classic princesses radicalized by feminist literature and the musical stylings of Britney Spears. So that's coming along new uh, sound from the Shakespeare Theatre Company in Washington DC. That's get your tickets here soon. You know, so that's that's what we think of Britney Spears. But you. You're in you're in the opposite. How can I put it wrong corner, aren't you, Alex, on this argument? Tell us where you're coming from.
2: Well, first of all, I'm really glad that you guys know the answer to this. Um, however, <laughs> so the right answer, of course, is uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> and um, it, it's it's just a fact. Um she's she's just amazing at everything. And she's um she wrote Shake It Off and she she could she can write 15 songs a day and they're all brilliant. She's collaborated with everyone. She's so in control of her own career and her own creativity. She's 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 the boss's boss. She's She's one pop. And, you know, I want to be on the team of the person who's one pop. Oh, I see. Isn't there something slightly, I'm interjecting here, something slightly cold
0: and oh kind God, of yeah. cynical <laughs> about her, you know, if I remember rightly, her father was a stockbroker, right? Oh, Mum yeah. was a, a, a mutual fund marketing executive. She identify identifies as a Christian. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's something, something just a little bit on ro- un- rock and roll. Calculator, uh, She's unbelievably, fiercely efficient and controlling. And there's a it, suggestion I get, Dave, I don't know if you as you as an ex-teacher would know that As a kind of <laughs> apple for teacher. Sir, sir, first one with the hand up, you know what I mean? She's Something. the head girl. She's the head She's girl. girl. Britney Brit- is not head girl. Britney. She lived is, in this hundred. Britney is pwned. smoking behind the bike shed. Yeah, see? totally. Uh, but whereas uh, Taylor is head girl, and I'm going to
2: suggest Alex that that's what you like about her, isn't it? I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> kind of do. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you, Taylor is someone you would obey. Just without... <laughs> oh right. Okay. Uh, I, and Britney is someone you would <laughs> question automatically. <laughs> If, okay if you are asked to to if you were asked to accompany Brittany or Taylor on a bungee jump which one would you choose I', would, I would wager it would it, be Taylor because Brittany's bungee jump would probably go wrong you die wait, I, think I think it's <laughs> an extreme <laughs>
0: circumstance that it's very unlikely to to involve either Dave <laughs> or myself and I take your point. But there's something, yeah. There's something milk-fed and wholesome about it, isn't it? And and uh, you get the impression her body is a shrine in a temple. She's having she's having the sort of breakfast that you have every day. Magic, you know, made up of berries yes. I've never heard of, and live yogurt cultures bubbling away in your airing cupboard.
2: Exactly, Taylor's a safe pair of hands. Brittany is relatable. Um, you know, we all feel sorry for her a little bit. She's the more human of the two. We'd like to give her a big cuddle. But, Taylor, you trust to take your baby son to school for you. OK.
0: Well, you, i g- I give I you that. that would I, who would I hire to look after the children? Yes, Taylor Swift. Don't give you that. Yeah. You know. But uh, but pop stars is a different thing. You're looking for something different. Anyway. I think, uh, people, I think people care about Britney on a personal level. I they do. They care about, care about Taylor Swift because they, they like the idea of Taylor Swift. But I don't know if they feel that's strongly about her on a, a person Well, I'd like to say this debate will run and run but it won't because Mark and I have settled it because there's yeah. two of us and <laughs> two to one, one of you two are. to one that's uh, the, uh, and that's we're the aggregate score and we're older than you are you know so it's as sim- <laughs> it's simple as that but <laughs> tune in next week for another uh, major, major pop face-off we'll, we'll decide other important questions of popular music uh, while, we're, while we've been doing this I tweeted saying, you know, we're recording a podcast. Uh, has anybody got any questions? And we've got, got a few here. Paul Monahan wants to know, um, during all these um, word in your attic, Zoom with a view, whatever, that we've done over the last year, who do we think has been the artist most mentioned or discussed? Mark? would you? Oh, like to? Lord. Well, I would have thought Joni Mitchell's Blue Album, if we're talking about actual records. No, I think you're talking about an art the artist. Art well, it's the Beatles. I'm Be- uh, doubting the Beatles. It's the Beatles. But that's because we go back to the Beatles at uh, times of hardship and we find great comfort. In fact, only this morning we are talking about Paul McCartney stamps. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's the Beatles. To, of course it's got a
2: bit of a warm glow there. And um, so- I can tell you empirically because <clears throat> when I upload videos to Patreon, I always tag uh, oh, of course, uh, of, course in, of course. Just of course. in case people want to search for a Yeah, artist. yeah, And uh, the Beatles are the most tagged artist on the world oh, no, oh, Okay, uh, like, There you go. No surprises there.
0: This next one comes from NG Laurie Books. Swim, cycle, or run? What is your fitness regime? <laughs> Not the idea that I've got a regime. Well, it was cycle, but unfortunately about three months ago, I had a bit of a cycle, a he had a cycle of spill. Yeah, a bit of a <laughs> prank, readers. A bit of a prang. So I've been um, limping around for a while, but I'm back on the bike. I'm afraid A lot of walking, his, but back no, on no swimming. Bike. Back on the bike, yeah. Stephen Green wants to know how you are, Mark, because you've not tweeted anything since 2015. I think, Stephen, if you've been paying attention on these clips, you know, he, how is he He's doing this every, almost every day? You know, no, I just rather gave up on Twitter. Yeah, I'm still following it. thousands of people, I just don't tweet myself. I'm there, I'm there, I'm watching in the wings. All oh, right, right. So, um, first 1st uh, post lockdown live gig any artist still alive, any venue, who would you pick? Who's it to be? Lord, Alex,
2: do you, do you have one up front of mind? I'm, uh, I've got go no one specific, but I probably wanted to go s- to something really small and really sweaty, just to feel like I was sweat. at sweat again. Yeah, I want to go watch like a, I want to go watch like a psychobilly band in a in a dive bar or something. Or just something like that to to just just get out of my system. Uh,
0: okay, okay, Mark. God, well i go. To, I think I'd go to the, the Shepherd's Bush Empire. Actually, it's, just, it's about a mile from here, and it's my absolute fave venue, lovely old Victorian theatre where we once saw Bob Dylan. That's exciting. We were so excited. We went down there as a family and photographed ourselves outside the venue, with the thing about saying Bob Dylan tonight and his band. Artists don't know. Go on, you 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 suggest yours, Dave. Uh, you know? I was going to say Shepherds Bush Empire as well. As long as you and I, because I assume we're going together, because we are. We are joined at the hip. As we're joined at the be. hip. <laughs> and uh, when people the, see us in the street, they think, "Where's the other one?" <laughs> don't they? how's dave people say to me how's dave he's fine <laughs> oh you just missed him <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no we've been to shepherds of bush empire i think a couple of times and and stood in the same place which is on the right of the balcony yeah which i always thought was the most brilliant viewing vantage point at any gig because nobody can get in front of you and uh, yeah, right up above the stage, you can see everything. Yeah, yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. But we saw Dylan there. You could pretty much read the lyrics of the songs yeah. that he had in front of him on his little keyboard. He was clearly reading. Yeah, uh, who would I? Who would I like to see? I, I don't know. Crowd of the house in the Shepherds of Bush Empire. Okay, that that'll do. We've actually gone from Danny Baker, here, whoever he is, and uh, he wants to know who are the bands or artists who took the longest to come on stage in your memory. Uh, while you're thinking. I once saw, um, this must have been in the early 80s, uh, orchestral manoeuvres in the dark. And I think the Victoria, or the New Victoria Theatre, or one of those theatres down in Victoria. And uh, they were somewhat unused to the conventions of live performance. So the Support Act had been on, whoever they were, I can't remember. And then they took a long time to get to come on, orchestral manoeuvres. Just like, you know, the audience just start getting antsy out right it. They just feel that their piss has been taken, you know, when, when a band are more than a certain amount of time. And so there's a bit of a half-hearted slow hand clapping. And when the curtains finally opened and uh, and Andy McCloskey was revealed. <laughs> I remember this. He went, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought, that just shows you how little understanding musical performers have over the basic transaction between you and the customer, you know what I mean? they've paid you're supposed to be on stage you're supposed to be your job job to apologize for god's sake yeah then don't you know take umbrage with them anybody have you have you waited? oh god well the classic one for me and anybody else who was there would remember this was nebworth 1976 right which was where the stones were headlining and second on the bill was 10 cc and after the third act, there was a, a, a pause for about an hour where 10 fiddled around with all their equipment and said, look, we've been told, I'm afraid that the, the, the generators are a bit faulty and we can't get a kind of a constant, uh, you know, ele- electrical supply and it's affecting the uh, the notes on the keyboards and things are going out." All this movie thinking, what is going on? You know, by the end, by the time 10CC got on stage, people were hurling bottles at them, you know. Transpired later on, as I discovered when interviewing Eric Stewart of 10 for The Enemy in 1979 but actually what happened was that Keith Richards and we can say this because I've interviewed Keith Richards and put this story to him and he agrees that it was true but Keith Richards was so out of it and so unable to play that they had to buy a bit of time so the Stones road is cut through the multi-core cables leading to the PA which meant that the 10cc roadies had to splice them all back together again. And by the time they did that, they'd given the Stones an hour more of Keith Richards in bed. <laughs> Being given whatever pick-me-up might be required to get him uh, vertical and on stage. That's oh, fantastic. So by oh, the time they came on, we were, we drunk our cider. We pretty much fallen asleep. It was about midnight.
2: What about so you, Alex? A long time. Well, what about
0: you? Go sec- on.
2: The second last show I went to see before um, coronavirus was Liam Gallagher in Vienna. And he was pretty late, and I like to think he got waylaid trying to figure out what "staggy doll means.
0: <laughs> what what means? Um, staggy door. It's a it's a joke. Stage door. Staggy door.
2: I'll get, I'll no, get me cope.
0: No, no, <laughs> staggy door. I've, I've I've lost this final one, um, but it was somebody saying the, the asking the night uh, the day after the European final. What is the best football-related record? What is it? Well, I know I, the answer. Come I on. still think it's three lines on the shirt. That's I mean, the answer. It's That's just the, the, the greatest answer. music football record ever made. It's just fabulous. And do you know what about it's, it's fabulous? You know why it's so good? I mean, it's a really good tune and all that. Yeah. Um, but what's good about it is, it is it celebrates failure, and failure never goes out of style at all, does it? You know, it's the one permanent feature of all our interest in sports. Yeah, it might work, but it probably won't. Probably won't. And so it's it, is, got, it anticipates failure, so it can, can only be pleasantly surprised. Whereas yeah, all yeah. the others are, we will win, and it's going to yeah, be a crushing yeah. disappointment. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for your um, thank you for your questions. That's been an interesting addition to the um, Word of Your podcast. Uh, any other business? Have we got anything else to talk about? I don't forget your tickets for July the seventeenth. Word in We're, your park. We are live in Holland Park. Live in, in Holland Park with uh, Gary stories. Crowley, Leslie Ann Jones. Uh, more details being announced in the next few in the next few days. We've been down there and wreckied the site. It looks very exciting, doesn't it? it is really, great. it's absolutely and, uh, gorgeous. And the, those people who, who got there early and uh, and got their kind of VIP tickets are effectively sitting on thrones, aren't they, Alex?
2: In <laughs> they, <there>. are. <laughs> they
0: are royalty. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's under canvas, so and nothing can go wrong. Although I we fully what? expect it to be a scorching hot day. What can, what can possibly go wrong? Book the weather. Yeah, yeah, we booked the weather. It's going to be it's going to be corking afternoon between two and four in the afternoon on uh, Saturday, July seventeenth in Holland Park in uh, in West London. Uh,
2: anything we, we else to add? We, we have a, a batch. What is the collective now of patrons? I do not know. Uh, oh,
0: uh, a blessing
2: a blessing <laughs> Go on. and they are adrian craddock hello adrian hello adrian terry lee
0: take a throne terry terry lee excellent mike mooney would you like a chaise long mike ben timlet uh i've got a fainting couch for mr ben
2: <laughs> david longbotham a
0: Chesterfield. A Chesterfield. I'm just I'm gonna, I was just trying to think of what it was. With a, a, with a, a damp paw pressed to a forehead. A Chesterfield. <laughs> Not feeling <Absolutely>. very well. Go on. Let's see if we can keep doing this. Go on. And Ben Knowles. Ben Knowles. Oh, no, we know We're going to rather yeah. find Lloyd, Lloyd Loom chair for, uh, for Ben Knowles there. Well, thank you very much to all of them uh and to anybody who'd like to join them or wants to find out more about how they can do that go to patreon.com slash word in your ear is that right alex anything else anything else we should say we got more um word in your ethics coming up over the next few days Uh what what have we most recently posted uh simon, simon Garfield. garfield's got up which is really good um, Manzanera 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 Manzanera
2: Manzanera 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 Manzanera. as well as well
0: Sorry. Bill error, of course. That's good. Um, what else have we recorded that we haven't put out yet? Uh, uh, we've got, uh, Catherine, Catherine Mayer. Catherine yeah. Mayer. Yeah. Um, and uh, and lots more exciting ones coming up in, in the next few weeks. So
1: stay tuned. This podcast was brought to you by the Word. <laughs>